Hey, good evening, West Houston Christian Centers, Pastors Jack and Michael Riggs. Hello. Coming to you for our midweek service. We're glad you're here. We had such an outpouring of cards and letters and postcards wanting Pastor Mike back on the program. So I, I just felt there was no way that we could deprive the people of what they needed. And that was more Pastor Mike on Tuesday night. So Pastor Mike is Here with me. We're going to go through, uh, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And uh, as I was thinking this morning, you know, it's funny. If you had to name the show, if Mike and I were doing a regular program, you would have to call it Unlikely. Yes. Uh, we are the two most unlikely men you would ever imagine sitting in a, a, a foyer in a church and talking to people about the power of the Holy Spirit. As we said last week, we both came from some wild and crazy backgrounds, uh, but Jesus Christ came into our hearts, came into our lives, straightened us out. You know, a lot of people think, well, uh, God only calls people that are good public speakers into the ministry or God looks for charismatic people or God looks for handsome, successful people, men and women, beautiful looks, all those types of things. And uh, Mike and I can both attest uh, no one got into this because they were good public speakers. Nobody got into this uh, uh, because of their charisma. And if they did, they didn't last long. God is just looking for somebody with a humble, obedient heart. Somebody that will do simply what he asked them to do. You know, God called David. God called, he called some of the most, um, what the world would call foolish people in the world. And uh, uh, through the power and through the word, they changed the world. So that's what it's all about. Uh, for both of us, I know it just took an obedient heart and one that had a desire to want more out of life than what, what we were doing and where we were. In life, it, it, it was just, it was a hunger. It was a hunger f for things of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So we're excited to be here. We're going to get right into the Word this morning. You know, last week as we were discussing the Holy Spirit, one of the key things, and I want to just quickly uh, go over that uh, what we talked about just for a minute last week. Uh, but we talked about in Matthew chapter nine, verse seventeen. The word says that you cannot put new wine in old wineskins. They will burst. And uh, we liken that to the first, the only prerequisite for the baptism of the Holy Spirit is that you must be born again. And when we talk about being born again, all we're simply saying is, is do you ever remember a time in your life where you just simply said, Jesus, come into my heart, be my Lord, be my Savior, and I surrender the lordship of my life to Jesus. Well, how do you surrender your, the lordship of your life to Jesus? Well, it's very simply. He left me his word. He left me a Bible. And he said, Jack, if you will purpose in your heart to get to know the book and the author of the book, then I will always lead you into success. So when I have the word of God, um, I have God himself speaking to me on a regular basis. And we all know that his ways are higher than our ways. So if I'm dealing with thoughts in my life, if I'm dealing with issues in my life, when I take his word and I simply do what Romans chapter 12, verse 2 talks about, when he says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, I am simply just taking, and that's both what Mike and I did, uh, is that we, uh, we were set in a way of thinking. You know, we were born thinking a certain way. Let me, let me give you some good news and some bad news. Anybody that's ever been born 
uh, no one was born perfect. We were all born with a broken sin consciousness that was in our hearts and in our minds. We were all born. We were ingrained with things that have been in humanity for thousands of years. Uh, Maybe we were taught wrong ways of thinking. Uh, Maybe we were taught wrong ways of thinking about race, uh, about women, about sin, about what was right and what was wrong. Well, the beauty of God's word is, is that once I get saved, then now he begins to exchange my thoughts for his thoughts. And I find out what his definition of love is, not what mine is. And so uh, I said all that to say this. The only prerequisite for us is that we get born Born again. again. Uh, As I shared weeks ago that when I was 12 years old, I went down front at Brazewood Assembly of God. Uh, Pastor David Rose lays his hands on me and uh, I just received what God had already purchased. And that was the Holy Ghost. And uh, Mike had a similar experience. Mike's kind of been on the fast track. Uh, (laughs) Share just a second, Mike, about how you got here at West Houston. Oh, wow. Uh, I came to West Houston uh, on staff four years ago. It's unbelievable. Uh, And it started because um, I just wanted more things of the Lord. Actually, I asked Pastor Jack C. and Pastor Jack R. to let's have lunch one day. I had some free time on my hand and I wanted to have lunch. During that lunch, I just shared with them, you know, I have some free time and I wanted to serve more at the church. However, I didn't want just to serve. I also wanted to learn more of the ministry side where you talk about a divine appointment. Pastor Jack C and Pastor Jack R were both praying for someone to come on staff that was interested in the ministry side. So uh, from just having lunch with them uh, and, you know, just listening to God, being obedient to the word and uh, and having that that servant's heart and sharing it with my pastors, led me to become, you know, uh, a pastor today, an associate pastor to Pastor Jack C, uh, which then took me on the, like you said, a fast track to uh, JSMI Bible School and becoming ordained, licensed and ordained. uh, And it just opened many doors. With obedience, guys, uh, there comes uh, increase in promotion. I've taught on that a little bit. Just be obedient and increase in promotion will come to your lives. Thank you, Jesus. So that good. Is, yeah. Funny story. And, and he, he wasn't here when it happened, but uh, Mike's wife, Chesley, has been on staff for years with us. And she's our administrator, sings on the praise team. Amazing lady, great family. Uh, Chesley got saved here, got discipled here. That's right. Um, has really just been a big part of West Houston for years. And uh, before Mike came on, I kind of was doing a little bit of everything. And that included the facilities and I learned more about air conditioning and lighting and ballast and and all these things. I have no gifting in those areas. There was a grace for me to do it, but I'll never forget. uh, In one of our hallways, uh, I was trying to replace a couple of lights. And uh, I started messing with this one particular light fixture. And uh, I could not get it back on. And Chesley was there because they're having to hold the ladder and I'm getting mad, and, and they're laughing, and, and I just cannot make this thing work. And it was right there that Chesley had a thought. And she said, you know who would be good at this? Michael. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so right then, a seed was planted. And uh, you talk about God doing divine things and bringing people together. You know, until we get born again, you know, we're kind of 
singing our own song or, or kind of dancing to the beat of our own drummer. But when we get born again, there's a harmony uh, that comes into us, a synergy. And all of a sudden, we get on the same note with God. We get on the same pattern with God. It's almost like a dance. And everything begins to line up and align. And so all of a sudden, Mike was here. Like I said, God has just fast-tracked him. Uh, two years of Bible school. Uh, he completely takes care of the facilities now. He's our youth pastor with Chesley. He's our men's minister. He's my friend. And uh, now he's in front of a camera talking about the power of the Holy Ghost. So none of that happens unless we get saved. Yes. Amen. Amen. So I want to read this verse to you in Luke chapter 11, verse 13. It says, If ye then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit to them that ask? Now, maybe you're aware of this concept, maybe you're not. But all of us, um, everybody in the earth today, we are not all sons of God. We are creations of God, but we're not all children of God. We do not become children of God until we freely receive His salvation then we become part of the family of God. Does that make sense? So God withholds the Holy Spirit for his children. He's not withholding it from us today. This goes back to something we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, We don't have to tarry. We don't have to wait on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is for today and he's for right now. I want to just go back and look at a scripture that we were looking at. You know, if you look at... um, Matthew chapter 9, verse 17, where Jesus says, you can't put new wine in old wineskins, they will burst. And of course, what we were saying was, is that you can't take the Holy Spirit and put it in a in the, in the soul of a person, spirit of a person that hasn't been saved because it will burst. But I just saw the terminology this morning. You don't take new wine. That's the exact same thing that when Acts chapter 2 happened, and they were all gathered in one accord, um, all the disciples, the Peter, the 120 in the upper room, the Holy Spirit fell, tongues of fire appeared on each one of their heads. And then all of a sudden, Peter began to preach right before that. But they all started speaking and praising God in a different tongue. And this is what people thought. They said it sounded like they were drunk. Mm-hmm. They were drunk with wine. And uh, it's so interesting here that even Jesus alluding to something that was going to happen after he was even gone was likening the experience of the Holy Spirit to wine. Not that it's intoxicating in a derogatory sense, but there is an energy, there is a a, a peace, there is a calm, there is a comfort. Some people are looking for that peace and that calm and and that comfort in alcohol or in drugs or in different things. But when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you get that presence, you get that peace, you know, you get that comfort of the Holy Spirit like a new wine. So I want to liken something. Um, if you'll look in John chapter 4, 13 and John 37, 39, there's two times that Jesus alludes to the Holy Spirit. And both times he says, I want you to come and drink. If you look at John chapter 14, I'm sorry, John chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. It said, Jesus answered and said to her, 
Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. Verse 14. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up to everlasting life. And then also in John 37, 39, it says, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And so I was just asking the Lord, why the analogy about a drink? What, what, you know, we, we're a three part being. We have a body, we possess a soul, but we really are a spirit. And all three of them have to be fed. Um, anytime I've ever taken a drink, it was always my choice. Mm-hmm. Even when I was in the world, you know, I had a choice whether I was going to take a drink in the bar. Whenever, uh, uh, when I'm thirsty, I, you know, when I go to the convenience store and I'm picking something out to drink, I choose what I drink. And I think that's what Jesus was alluding to. Well, why does he say, come and drink of me? Well, A, he knows that our spirits are dry and that when we drink of that Holy Spirit, you know, uh, Mike alluded to that a little bit about what happens when we take a drink of the Holy Spirit. Well, when you take a drink of the Holy Spirit, uh, guys, you're just, uh, uh, the first word that comes to me is you're quenching. You're that's quenching good. because like uh, Pastor says, that he knows that your spirit is dry. And it needs uh, a, a good, uh, good soaking. A good soaking. Amen. Yeah, I, I can't say it any, any better than that. A good soaking, and once you take in that, you know that that water, that living water, guys, you will never thirst again. You know, and it will never quench or or have a dry spirit, or 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 just uh, dried up spirit. Yeah, or, no, that's good. You know, your life, you're full of life, you know, and, and, and I like uh, where, you know, when we have the Holy Spirit, one thing I, I was reading earlier about the Holy Spirit, we have to know that that is God with with us, yeah. in us, and he's for us. That's so good. And, and everything that we have, if, we know, if we're knowing that God is in us, Amen. there's nothing that we can't overcome in this world. There's nothing. We, we overcome everything. Uh, before us, uh, what's the scripture? If God be with us, then who could be? Uh, if God be for us, then who could be against us? Yeah. Amen. So that tells me that's well, nothing's impossible. Absolutely nothing. But that power is in me. Amen. You know, because God is in me and He's dwelling inside of me when I take a drink of that living water. Amen. That's good. That's good. Let's look at something real quick, though. You know, whenever Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit, uh, I want to show you a distinction that he made. So go back and look at John chapter four, verse 13. And uh, I'm going to read these two verses again, 13 and 14. Jesus answered her and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will never thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But that water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And so what Jesus is alluding to with the woman at the well is he's not talking to her about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He's talking to her about the indwelling of the Spirit. And we've kind of talked about this and we're going to continue to talk about it because there can be a little bit of confusion. A lot of times different denominations will tell you that once you get born again, once you get saved, then you've received the baptism, you've received the Holy Spirit. And to that, I would say, yes, 
every time, whenever anybody gets born again, whenever anybody gets saved, the Holy Spirit is the catalyst. He's the one that comes into our hearts. He refines our hearts. He burns away all the chaff. And really what he does is, is he prepares our spirits to host now God himself to come and live inside of us. I, I would say it like this. If I talk to all the men and women in the congregation Sunday morning and I said, guess what? Uh, um, Billy Graham uh, was going to come to be at your house for lunch today. Um, How many people would rush home as fast as they could and they would clean that house to the very best of their ability? They would vacuum. They would mop. They would wipe down. They would dust. If they had time, they would paint. You know, they would make sure that everything in that house was in perfect order so that when Billy Graham walked into that house, he would feel comfortable, safe and in a good environment. That's kind of a picture of what the Holy Spirit does with us. Yes. But here's what's so cool is he does it in the blink of an eye. I I was just thinking about, uh, you know, over my life and, you know, when I decided to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, uh, and starting to understand a little bit more about him dwelling inside of me, where I knew there was stuff inside of this house and this temple that uh, that God wasn't going to be willing to share. You know, He's not going to share His home with uh, things of the world. So, good. me myself had to make a decision to start getting rid of uh, j- the junk, the garbage that was inside of me. Uh, just like Pastor was saying, you would start vacuuming, dusting, sweeping, mopping. And that's what I knew I had to do in order to, you know, Jesus is coming inside. Amen. Let me get rid of the, uh, the thoughts, uh, you know, the lust, the, 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 some of the anger, some of the hatred, uh, some of the unforgiveness. Let me get rid of that. Right. So I'm making room where Jesus come in and when he comes in, He's at home. He's comfortable. That's when we good. go home, we're comfortable, right? That's so good, th- Mike. That, that's what it, Something that you were saying, I just alluded me back to, to, to back in the old days. You know, I spent a lot of time. I managed some bars and spent a lot of time in clubs. And I was always in those clubs at night. <laughs> you know, it was always dark. And you really, you know, you could see things, but you couldn't really see things. And you would party and you would laugh and, you know, sometimes roll around on the floor. But then there were those certain nights all of a sudden when, when you were there too late and the lights would come on. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, yeah. you were aware of just how dirty, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. how filthy yeah. of what was around you that whole time that you couldn't see, but it was there the whole time. All of a sudden, the light would shine in and you were like, oh my gosh, how did I get here? And oh, what gosh. am I doing here? Oh, my gosh. There are. <laughs> You're taking me back. <laughs> you know, uh, that's kind of the foolishness of man. That's how we walk around in our hearts. Um, we think just because we can't see it or. And, and here's even one of the most dangerous things that we do is we say, I can clean out my own heart. Uh, I'm man enough. You know, I got myself into this trouble. I can get myself out. You know, if we could fix ourselves, we would have. A long you know, time ago. A long time ago. Yeah. But we're not capable of getting into the recesses of our hearts where our real issues dwell. We need a savior. Mm-hmm. And I think both Mike and I can speak for both of us. We came to a point in our lives where we just said, 
Uh, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, you know, sometimes we think we're just standing still, but in reality, we're backing up. Yeah. And we came to a point where we said, uh, I can't live like this anymore. Um, there's, it's, it's the, the Satan offers you everything and gives you nothing. And, uh, we both found that, you know, there was a peace and a comfort. Yeah. My best day, my best days are like this. When I was a sinner, had some great fun days, fun nights, party with some amazing people. I would take my worst day as a believer. I mean, my worst day as a believer compared to my best day as an unbeliever. Yeah. God has done so much. Uh, and I, and the best part is what Mike alluded to and what we'll pick up with next week is that he's always with us because he dwells in us. Yes. Well, we've come to the end of the broadcast that went by fast. We don't ever like to end a broadcast without giving you an opportunity. If you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, Pastor Mike and I would love the honor to pray with you. Uh, so I, all you have to do, I kind of alluded to it at the beginning of the show. All you have to do biblically is just in your heart. You have to just believe in your heart that God uh, rose Jesus from the dead uh, and that he wants to live and dwell inside of you. Mm-hmm. And you just simply, it's just, just like this, just repeat after us. Just say, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my Savior. Be my best friend. My best friend. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my trespasses. Forgive me of my trespasses. Jesus, I give you permission. Jesus, I give you permission. Shine your light in my heart. Shine your light in my heart. Show me all the things that are unpleasing to you. Show me all the things that are unpleasing to you. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Burn away all those things. Burn away all those things. Set me on the right path. Set me on the right path. Lead me to a good church. Lead me to a good church. And start my relationship with you. Start my relationship with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we've had a great time today. We hope you enjoyed the broadcast. Mike and I'll be back next week and we're going to continue our study on the Holy Ghost. But until then, uh, pastors Michelle and I, we are praying for you. We love you. Pastors Mike and Chesley, uh, my parents, pastors Jack and Mary Jean, West Houston Christian Center. We love you. Be blessed. Jesus is Lord. Amen.